If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today at our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. The motto for 2022 is out with the old, in with the bold. And if you're ready to revamp your career, your relationships, or your money this year, check out Modern Life. It's a new podcast and newsletter from Fidelity Investments with fresh perspectives from people defining success on their own terms and tips to help you do the same. Search Modern Life wherever you find your podcast to follow and subscribe. Keep in mind that investing involves risk. The value of your investment will fluctuate over time and you may gain or lose money. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC, 900 Salem Street, Smithfield, Rhode Island, 02917. You're listening to All Things Crime, brought to you by Abject Entertainment. Be sure to check out some of the other great true crime podcasts from this network, including The Murder in My Family, Missing Persons, DNA ID, Scene of the Crime, Three Men and a Mystery, and Zodiac Speaking. All of these podcasts are available for you to binge on right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe where you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Warning. All Things Crime is a true crime production that may contain violent or disturbing material. Viewer or listener discretion is advised. The amazing thing that I'm kind of finding is that these third level of evil people are so cowardly that they never they never personally pull the trigger. You know, and maybe Stalin actually did, I don't know. But I, I've never heard of Hitler actually you know, pulling the trigger himself, you know, actually executing a Jewish person. And to me, that's the ultimate cowardice. You, you inspire and you order other people to do it, but you're not willing to, to do it yourself. And, you know, how much more cowardly can you get than that? I, it's, it's really, really incredible just thinking about it. Hey guys, Jared here. It is Friday, September 17th, 2021. And I, um, it's toward the end of the day. I've uh, been working all day and finally got tired of it. Hadn't got my exercise in for the day. So I thought, man, it's just such a gorgeous day, fall day here in Utah. I had to go take advantage of it. And I have this mountain range right behind our house that uh, it's called the West Mountains. I think it's called the West Mountains. Uh, that's what I call it. And it's on the western side of Utah County, and it's um, it's a nice little mountain range, and it's up here. You can you've got an amazing view of 
Utah County, Utah Lake, um, you know, even across the mountains over onto the Wasatch Front. Uh, but then if you walk just a little ways, I don't know, it's probably half mile or, or mile, well, maybe a mile by the way the crow flies or um, half mile by the way the crow flies. It'll be, um, you can actually overlook Eagle Mountain and you can see out there uh, just kind of the farmland as well as uh, the reason they call it Eagle Mountain is because there's a truckload of bald eagles out there. It's absolutely staggering and beautiful, amazing, amazing birds. So I hadn't had a chance to get my exercise in. So I thought, why not go for a hike? I was tired of reading all this, all the things, um, you know, even business gets tiring once in a while and you got to take a break. So needed to get some exercise in, thought, uh, take advantage of this gorgeous day, come up here into the Western mountains and go for a little hike, get my thoughts in order because it is time. Uh, I, I think enough things have happened. I think we're on day 35 or 36 since, um, we really, uh, basically abandoned Afghanistan and we've started seeing, you know, all sorts of other things coming out. Uh, but the news, the, the, the scary thing to me is the news has started to kind of dwindle, meaning that, uh, even though we still have Americans behind lines, you know, that are trapped in Afghanistan, they can't get out and they're calling their congressmen and their senators begging for help. Seems like the state department is completely, um, either they don't care or they're just completely inept and they can't do anything about it. And, um, I knew I, well, I didn't know, but I had a feeling this was going to happen because, you know, <clears throat> after what happened in Benghazi and after some of these other things that have happened in the last, uh, 10 years, it just seems like the, the federal government, if you are on the wrong side of whatever, they have no problem just, uh, just leaving you behind. And as a veteran, as an army ranger, that is, you just do not do that. And it just makes me sick. I mean, seriously, my stomach just churns just thinking about it. But <clears throat> it's time to address the third level of evil. And just as a recap, the first level of evil is basically what I call the toddler syndrome. And essentially, if you think of a toddler, the way uh, he might see uh, another toddler with a toy that he wants, he will just walk up there and just grab it. And, uh, you know, until they're actually taught that that's wrong, um, you know, it's just a natural reaction for kids. And the toddler mentality as an adult, it's like people that have just never actually grown up and they'll see you have a nice car or you have a nice watch or you have a nice, um, what, uh, purse, something like that. Or they think there's a bunch of money in it and they feel they're entitled to it. Then they're just going to run up and grab it or they'll break into your house or place of business and steal things. That's kind of the toddler mentality. And that's kind of the first level of evil. And it's not just stealing things. I mean, there's or just physically stealing things. There's ways to do that too. I mean, businesses that will rob customers or, you know, um, just scam people, you know, all those scammer phone calls that you get 
to me are just <laughs> they drive me crazy but there's a there's a level of evil behind those because they know they're scamming people and they they know that they're taking advantage of the least educated people uh and not that's not necessarily schooling educated that's like streetwise like if people really you know old grandmothers that are living on social security that don't know any better that they'll get these these people calling them saying hey uh we have your granddaughter you know they 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 prey on other people's emotions and that emotion is actually what spurs people to action and so they'll they'll capitalize on that emotion and they'll get people to to do irrational things and and a lot of times it's a total scam they'll um they'll scam people out of their money and then they'll just ghost they'll just be gone that's the first level of evil so the second level of evil are really the people that are willing to deprive others of their freedom and what I mean by freedom uh, is physical freedom, your financial freedom, your virtue, anything that really can't be replaced. They and and yet they're willing to deprive you of that. Uh, murders and rapes and assaults. You know they'll physically harm you to the point that you you know you can't ever recover. You know break bones, things like that. That is the second level of evil. The third level of evil. Amazingly, that you know you can get beyond that. How how does murder not qualify as the third level of evil? I'll tell you why. When you inspire other people to commit the first or second levels of evils, you are now in the third level of evil, and that to me is a level of evil that uh, it's really hard to comprehend. Most people can't even fathom that the that somebody could could do that. So <clears throat> let's go through um, a little bit of history and and think about some examples. I think first and foremost, if you're thinking about the third level of evil, and everybody when when you think of just evil people throughout the world, you know even serial killers. A lot of times they're they're still in the second level of evil because they haven't actually inspired other people to do things. But um, Hitler, Hitler has to be the number one. And how could you get more evil than Hitler? You know, I, I think it'd be really, really hard to do because clearly everything that he did, even though he wasn't the largest mass murderer that we've ever known, you know, there've been others and most of them communists, um, Mao and Stalin, people like that, they killed tens of millions. You know, Hitler's just famous for his, um, you know, executing the six million Jews. The amazing thing that I'm kind of finding is that these third level of evil people are so cowardly that they never, they never personally pull the trigger. You know, and maybe Stalin actually did, I don't know, but I, I've never heard of Hitler actually, you know, pulling the trigger himself, you know, actually executing a Jewish person. And to me, that's the ultimate cowardice. You you inspire and you order other people to do it, but you're not willing to, to do it yourself. And, you know, how much more cowardly can you get than that? I, it's, it's really, really incredible just thinking about it. Uh, <clears throat> another thing about the third level of evil 
And, you know, if, if anybody can think of other examples where I'm wrong on this, uh, definitely let me know, you know, make some comments down in the, in the comments below and, you know, either the podcast or the video cast of whatever, whichever you're, you're watching or listening and, and tell me if you can think of an example of where somebody that's in the corporate world. I'm Mike Morford and I've been researching the Zodiac case for years. Zodiac, just the name. It sounds sinister. It inspires fear. The fact that a serial killer would give himself this moniker is disturbing. He would go on to taunt police by sending letters and codes to newspapers for years. And the attacks, they were something else altogether. If you were a young couple in a secluded area, you could easily be a target. And it wasn't just shootings on dark lover's lanes. Zodiac would even attack with a knife in broad daylight while wearing an executioner-style hood. After a while, Zodiac changed tactics, and even lone cab drivers weren't safe. The Zodiac killer terrorized the San Francisco Bay Area and then vanished, but he left a lot of clues behind along the way. Clues that we're going to examine closely on the new podcast, Zodiac Speaking. New episodes of Zodiac Speaking come out every other Saturday starting March 13, 2021. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Uh, or in the business world, has actually inspired other people to commit murder or, you know, really, really heinous acts like that. And I think it's pretty tough to, to figure it out because most people that, that are just working in, in regular, regular jobs, you know, they, they're going to hear something like that and they're not going to do it. Now, obviously, if they're, if it's a corporate environment that is, uh, empowering or financing, you know, a lot of these scam phone calls and emails and stuff like that, then yeah, that's, that qualifies for the third level of evil. But in order to get into the really big numbers, you know, the millions of people where, you know, millions of people are lost their lives. Amazingly, if you think about it, it is going to be politicians. It is going to be people like dictator types. And, um, you know, there's two types of dictators. There's those that take it over by force. And a lot of those are involved with mil the militaries of those countries prior to uh, taking over. But then there's also people that get elected that clearly they uh, either evolve into these psychotic people uh, like Hitler did, or maybe Hitler had what he was going to do in mind all along. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, uh, the history books, I, I haven't really delved deep enough into them to really understand Hitler's mindset. I guess I might have to read Mein Kampf to, to do it. But frankly, I got a lot of other things that I'd rather do with my time. Um, but like, if you think about the damage throughout history that politicians and leaders of countries and, and leaders of movements have done... Um, most of them have been in the political environment. You know, it's, uh, it, I, I, like I said, I, I can't think of a, an, an example outside of that. So if, if it's politicians that you really need to, to be focused on, and like I said, I can't think of another example. So let's just say that 90% of the really psychotic people in the world have been polit and that have inspired others to be, uh, to do really, truly evil acts have been 
politicians and uh, dictators or leaders of the countries and leaders of, um, of the, the armies and things like that. Well, then let's just say that's 90%. Then we also have to evaluate what is it about politics that attracts those kind of people? Or what is it about politics that um, cultivates those type of people? You know, what is it that makes somebody so bloodthirsty and so uh, ripe with power that they believe that they can commit mass murder and that they can order or inspire other people to commit mass murder? And it's, I don't know, a lot of it is really hard to comprehend. And I think most of you that are listening to this or watching this, I'll bet you, you are sitting back there thinking about it, thinking... Yeah, I have a really tough time even relating with some of those people. Well, amazingly enough, as I watch, now I I don't think mass murder has been committed in the land, you know, in the latest uh, what, 70 years or something, but um there's been a lot of really really evil stuff that has happened. And frankly, as a veteran, uh, Afghanistan, what is happening in Afghanistan right now is third level evil stuff. Primarily, not the Taliban. The Taliban are these mindless seventh century uh, barbarian types that are barely above, you know, regular animals. And uh, I don't think there's very many of them that are capable of inspiring other people. Uh, but there's other things going on outside of Afghanistan. And, the, you know, there's two ways to actually qualify as a third level of evil people. You either inspire people or, or order people, so you're physically causing it, or you're enabling it. And right now, I think the vast majority of the, of the third level of evil people are enablers. These are the people that have enabled the evil to just get widespread and it just go crazy. And I, I think all the people that enabled the Taliban to, to do what they're currently doing, th those people are third level evil people. And because they purposefully, you know, it's one thing to, to be going down a path and make a mistake and recognize that it's a mistake and do a mid you know, a mid, mid road correction and then turn it the other way and go a different direction. That's, you know, those are mistakes that a lot of leaders have made in the past, but at least they've uh, tried to correct things as they've gone along for, for the people right now, and this is all over the world, you know, this just isn't just the United States, but it's primarily the United States because we were the, the primary force, you know, the, the military and uh, the operatives, the CIA, everything else, the State Department that was in there that just all of a sudden just vanished um, and in, in such a rapid way. But even as they saw, you know, and if you look back at what happened uh, several months ago, they saw the Taliban and, and there were many news agencies that actually had 
a, a map of Afghanistan and certain provinces in Afghanistan that would turn from, say, gray, you know, if gray was uh, completely under control of the Afghanistan government and, you know, helped with the U.S. Uh, armed forces or, or whatever, um, that were turning from gray to red, for example, and Taliban was the red, it went from, you know, five or six of them to 10 of them to 15 of them. And as that started marching, my question has to be, uh, those of you that, you know, the military leaders, you know, a lot of my training is in the military as a, as a senior captain, which is what I was when I retired, I look, I look at that and I'm said, how do you not understand that the Taliban is on the march, that the Taliban is, uh, gladly filling the void that we were leaving as our armed forces were pulling out and creating that vacuum, the Taliban was filling it. It wasn't getting filled by the Afghanistan military, uh, like what President Biden was was um, claiming, you know, that there were 300,000 of the best trained and, and best equipped soldiers there, and, and they were going to be able to handle, you know, fight off the 70,000 Taliban. Like, no, they're not. They, they weren't even doing anything. You know, clearly those guys were basically sheep. And, it, you know, even a, even a sheep with a, with a latest, you know, M4 or M16 or, or even uh, 50 caliber um, shoot with an Apache helicopter. Doesn't matter. If that, if that dude's a sheep and he's only doing it for the paycheck and the paycheck stops, he's just going to throw his weapon down and go home. And that's exactly what happened. And for for the, our military and our uh, intelligence agencies to not know that, and maybe they did know that. And if they did, and they didn't do anything about it, then shame on them. But if they did know it, and they tried to do something about it, and our leaders wouldn't allow them to do it, wouldn't allow them to change course, wouldn't allow them to do anything differently, then... That, my friends, is third level of evil. And in my opinion, based on that, you combine that with a lot of the other thing that's going on. Um, I'm going to talk about what's going on the border here in a second. But what's happening in Afghanistan now is exactly what so many people predicted. Was the Taliban has gone back to exactly the way they were 20 years ago when we first invaded Afghanistan. They have reverted back to um, women are in full burqas and covered up. They're not allowing women to be educated uh, at the same way the, the, the boys and men are. Um, if they were an ally of any sense, you know, so an Afghani uh, interpreter, they're, they're just killing them. And... The stories that are coming out, and this is this is the the really really sad thing. There's fewer and fewer stories that are coming out of Afghanistan, and yet we know that the evil there is happening. Uh, I've, I've got friends that uh, are either personally there, or uh, know other people that are personally there, and the horror stories that they're hearing. Plus, there's still um, 
uh, congressmen and, and people like that that are, uh, and even private groups that are going in, retired uh, spec op guys, you know, operators that um, have volunteered and are being funded by uh, private groups that are going in there and, and still helping save American citizens as well as some of those interpreters. And the fact that they are not getting very much help to me is third level of evil, man. I, it's, it is absolutely incredible just even thinking that this could be happening. And yet here we are. Thank you for listening to All Things Crime. We are so grateful for all of our listeners. If you enjoyed this, please give us a positive review so other people can find it as well. Have an amazing All Things Crime Day. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.